It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole, and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. It's time to answer some of your questions on today's program and looking forward to the ones that we have on tap today. Anna is up first. By the way, if you want to submit a question, you can do that by texting the word SAVVY to the number 21000 and follow the prompts from there. Uh, Anna is in Holly Springs and says, do you think it's worth doing ten dollars to $15,000 in repairs to our home before listing, or should we just go ahead and sell without repairs being done and see what happens? So first of all, that's hard for me just to answer directly without understanding the repairs. Um, I would actually say in today's market, you can actually probably not do those repairs and still get your home sold at a very nice amount and what you're looking for as far as value goes. So I would actually hang tight. But to just confirm that, we would, of course, need to come in and do a listing presentation, do a walkthrough and understand where were you looking to invest that ten to 15000 and will you get that money back? Again, I would say hang tight don't do anything right now because you actually might get by with being able to go ahead and market your home, get it on the market without doing those repairs. But again, it's a little bit of an open-ended question because I don't know the specifics of the repairs you were thinking about doing. Yeah, like uh, is the repair the uh, one of the four walls of the home fell down? Uh, that might be a different answer, right? Then, right? <laughs> and that might be more than ten to fifteen thousand. So that's true. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. yeah. But it, it really, you know, really depends on the repairs. But remember too, though, um, there is a thing that's called a material fact, and you, as a seller, you're also filling out a residential property disclosure. So that is you as the seller disclosing everything that you know about your home that will then be presented to any potential buyer. So if you are aware of there being issues, so you mentioned repairs, and again, I don't know what you mean as far as repairs, as far as the actual details of that. But if you're aware of there being issues, you know, maybe there's issues with the HVAC, you have a, a water leak, that sort of thing, we would advise you go ahead and get those things fixed, okay? Um, just because if you don't fix them, you are to disclose them. And if we as the agent is aware of those issues, we are required by real estate law to disclose those. So again, that goes down to us meeting with you, doing walkthrough, understanding, you know, where you were planning to invest that money as far as the repairs go, and we can give you guidance from there. Yeah, it's not good to hide that kind of stuff. So um, you do not want to go that route. So if it's exposed and it's known, either fix it or you're going to have to disclose it and let that be part of the listing, part of uh, you know just being very open to people about what the issue is. So definitely best to get you know exact advice for your situation there, Anna, but hopefully that gives you some uh, broader parameters to think about in terms of whether or not to do those repairs. Sometimes it just comes down to the type. Good question, though. All right, Alan has our next question in Lewisburg. Alan says, how do you know if it's worth selling a house to something like Open Door versus the traditional sales route? Yeah, you know, honestly, there's not a right or a wrong way, okay? But that's something our team, we actually, we work with investors as well, and we can help to present your home to them to see what type of offers we can get. And from there, we show you, okay, th these are the offers we received from our investors, and then here's the traditional sale route. 
for the most part, let me backtrack, actually. I know we were talking about Zillow in the past. I know yeah. Zillow was offering substantial amounts, and a lot of times we couldn't compete with Zillow going traditional route. But I, I, I remember earlier know, this year, Angie, there was changing. a <laughs> er, er, earlier this year there was a time I mentioned to you, Angie. I said, "Hey, I just yeah. got this offer. We, you know, mm-hmm. weren't looking to sell our home, but I was just like, we just right. got this offer from Open Door, yep. and it's kind of unbelievable. I, you know, I don't want to move out of this house at the moment, but it's sure. like such a shocking <laughs> offer. Like, uh, it's like maybe I should. We, yeah, <laughs> should we just pocket some cash and, and then go find and, another home? And you were and you were kind of like, I mean, if you want to move, I, I would just you. I would just yeah. take that offer because it right. was so good. It, but right. then there's it, other it, times it, where you're like, yeah. ah, now nah, you could probably get more on the market. So exactly, it, it ebbs and, and I, flows. I think that's all really going to change kind of right before our eyes as far as what these investors are offering. So like you just mentioned, open. Door, who was offering you a substantial amount of money for your home. And, you know, I was very honest and said, we couldn't get that for you going traditional market. I would run with it if you were thinking about selling your home. I bet you Open Door will not be making those type of offers probably very quickly in the near future, just because they're probably have major concerns of going belly up like Zillow did. Yeah. So I, I have um, refreshed the offer since then. And it is, it is, it's still, is it different? It's still not, same? it's still nice, but it is way off of that peak. That's funny. That's funny. Peak, and yeah. I, I bet that will continue to change again. I, Set I several these, tens of thousands of dollars off of so, that peak. Right. Offer. Yeah. Right. Um, and I, yeah, and I, I, I think all the I buyers that are still in the market, I think they will take a closer look at their business models and they will start buying much, much lower. So, you know, they are profitable, you know, in regards to their margins. So I think that's all changing really quickly. I think a lot of us, as far as acting as sellers, I think we got uh, very, very lucky to hit it at the right time where these I buyers were substantially overpaying. So, With that being said, um, Alan, you know, there is, as far as is it worth selling house um, to something like an open door versus traditional sale, it really is going to boil down to what you will net and then also your convenience, okay, and your next steps. And that's something that we can share with you. We can say, hey, our investors, they offered you this. And but that also means you never have to get your home show ready. You don't have to deal with showings. You can pick your closing date. Most of them allow you to stay in the home for like three days after closing, you know, and even if you're local, I think within 50 miles, I believe it, believe it is, they'll even help you with moving too. So there's a great convenience factor there working with some of our investors. Then on the traditional sale route, typically, and I think again, even more now as of today and just moving forward, we will be able to get you probably more money net wise on the traditional market. But again, that is followed by getting your home show ready, showings, you know, and going through that process. You know, it's what's most important to you. Is it the convenience? And yes, you'll make less money or hey, no, I want to keep you know, make the most amount of money, keep the most in my pocket. And that's okay if I have to deal with the headaches of showings over the weekend. So we can walk you through those two different scenarios. Barry is in Durham and says, Angie, we have a $500,000 budget and we want to get a property with at least an acre. Where do you suggest we look? Yeah, Barry. So, um, I mean, you have a great budget, okay? But I, I would, just being honest with you, I think the only thing that's going to hold you back a little bit on finding many homes to view out there is the acreage requirement. So the one acre minimum, um, just because, you know, homes with land, they're hard to come by, and especially under a 500K budget, even though that's a, a wonderful budget that you have. So in Durham, for example, when I'm looking kind of at live and what's on the market at the moment, there's around 13 to 15 homes available 
available. So only 13 to 15 homes to choose from under that 500 price point with an acre plus. And most of the homes don't even fall in a subdivision. Um, I would say about eh, 60, 65% of the homes that I'm seeing listed don't even fall in a subdivision in order to find that acreage. Um, there's just not as many neighborhoods out there with an acre plus under 500k in the Durham area. Um, but some I'll just throw those out there. There is um, the neighborhood Willow Hill and Willow Haven. There is also Mineral Springs Acres and then Northwest, I'm sorry, Northwood Forest. But with all of those, I'm seeing a little bit of a trend that most of them are older homes. Um, Willow Hill neighborhood is a 2019 built home. So there are some opportunities out there, but again, um, you're typically going to get a much smaller home if you're looking for that acreage. So if you're open to maybe getting a little less acreage, I think it will really open up your opportunities. But that's something we can definitely chat with you further understand exactly what's important to you. What's your must-haves? What's more of a want? And if the acreage is more of a want, maybe just even tweaking that a bit and taking it down to three quarters of an acre or a half of an acre, which is still a very good size lot, I bet, and I know for sure, will really open up your opportunities of availability in Durham. That's a very good question. Thank you very much, Barry, for submitting that one to us. Uh, yep, just going to have to do some some tweaking. Maybe it's it's the age-old uh, situation in any real estate transaction, right, Angie? It's it's what's what are your musts, what are your wants, and what are you willing to you know have to give back a little bit on? Because th- no property is perfect, and you got to kind of have a little bit of this, a little bit of that to try and find the right one. So you might have to do a little tweaking there, Barry, to find exactly what you want. But obviously, maybe you're willing to go much further out and, uh, you know, can you go up to Rougemont or something like that, Angie, right? A little further yeah, away from the triangle. That might open your yeah. options up a little bit. But uh, lots definitely. of different ways you can kind of play that, whether it be location change or then house change, some of that kind of stuff. So good question there. Hopefully that gives you some context. Uh, contact Angie if you want to get a little bit more detailed about exactly what you're looking for, and that can certainly help you some more. 919-538-6477. Call or text to start your home search. 919-538-6477. Or do it online at acolerealty.com. All right, Carl has our last question of the week over in Chapel Hill and says, how many people on your team am I going to interact with during the process of buying and selling my home? Yeah, that's a great question. And I don't want to scare you because I promise you we have the systems down pat. Um, We are, I always like to say, like a well-oiled machine and we've heard the exact same description from our clients. So when it comes to buying and selling a home, if you're on the buy side, of course, you're going to start off the process with one of our buyer specialists who is in the field, you know, all day, every day, understands the market, can guide you, educate you to win those offers and to, you know, find exactly what you're looking for and be your advocate. Once you officially go under contract, you are then paired up with one of our amazing closing managers who is also a licensed agent as well. Uh, But they're more facilitating everything on the back end. So working with the lenders, working with the attorneys, scheduling inspections, and also helping out with negotiation of repairs, which I'll tell you what, they are the masters when it comes to that. So the main, there's really just two main people that you will be working with throughout the process when it comes to buying a home with our team, your buyer specialist and your closing manager. Um, Remember though, with a transaction, if you're getting financing, you will have a lender. And we highly recommend Jonathan Ellis with Cornerstone Home Lending. And he is just an amazing, amazing, you know, vendor that we have 
under our wing and we just absolutely adore him because he closes on time. He has amazing interest rates and the customer service is just superb. So, you know, you potentially will be working with a lender. And then of course, um, in North Carolina, this is an attorney state, meaning that an attorney has to um, and will host the closing for you and do the title work on the back end. So you also will go to the closing and the attorney will share with you and explain all the documentation. So really the main people, again, though, is your buyer specialist and your closing manager and then working closely with your lender for the financing end. And then let's flip that over to the listing side. Uh, With our team, we have our listing specialist who, again, are savvy on the listing side. We also have a listing manager, but that person is there on the back end to really assist our listing specialist with marketing your home, doing paperwork, and again, just everything on the back end because there's so much that goes into marketing your home. And it's impossible for our listing specialist to do it all. So they have the assistance of our listing manager. And then again, once you officially go under contract, again, we pair you up with our closing manager. So I would say there's more of three contacts that are involved when you are listing your home. But again, I don't want that to feel overwhelming. Um, The great thing about the design of our team is it actually allows us to service you better because there's always someone available to answer your questions who's always one step ahead. And, you know, we're able to make Make sure that the process, again, is a seamless one. We're on top of things and we work with every client the same way, which is really important for the overall process and for you to be happy in the end. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919-578-3128. Did you know that Angie Cole also has a radio show? Tune into The Savvy Realtor, Saturdays at noon on 106.1 FM WTKK.